Hey, Aaron, I got a question for you. Yeah, what's that? Uh, who would you say is your favorite DC female superhero who also happens to have an invisible jet? Wow. Uh, well, she would definitely have to be from the Amazon, and I would want her to be the leader of the Amazon. So if you were, she would be an Amazon Prime. So I would have to say Wonder Woman would be my favorite. Amazon Prime, Aaron. That's amazing that you just happened to drop that reference. It's that's incredible. And uh, because Cinema Geekly has, has sold out to Amazon, as a matter of fact. What you say? Yeah, that's true. Amazon Prime. Yeah, we're old school Amazon backers. We just love it so much. You know, we decided why not? Let's let's share it with the world. Let me tell you about it real quick, everybody. It's kind of like Netflix a little bit. There's uh, over 30,000 movies and television shows that you can stream on various devices, like the PlayStation, Xbox, Wii, Roku, uh, TiVo, I think you can get. You can basically get an Amazon Prime app on anything that comes with app capability. The fun does not stop there. If you shop Amazon, I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. You don't just get all of the movies and the TV shows streaming for free, but you also get free two-day shipping on literally a gajillion items. And, wow. I don't, and I don't think I am overstating that. I don't believe you are. I mean, to me, that makes it far superior to Netflix because I don't a, get free shipping with Netflix. A gajillion items. Um, <laughs> if you happen to own the Amazon tablet called the Kindle, not everybody does, but some people do. And if you do have one, especially for your reading purposes, Amazon Prime also gives you the Kindle lending library, which means you can kind of go to the digital library, borrow books. You don't even have to buy them. You can borrow them, read them, send them back and get another book. $79, but that's for the year. That's a one-time payment for the year. And if you piece that out like Netflix, it's actually $20 cheaper than Netflix. And you get free shipping? Free shipping, wow. tons of movies, tons of TV shows, free books. It's got a lot of the same content that Netflix has and some stuff that Netflix doesn't have. Amazon Prime, they've got a sweet deal going on with us specifically right now, and you don't actually have to spend anything, and you can help us out. There's a banner on top of cinemageekly.com. You click it. It takes you to where you can start a free trial for one month with Amazon Prime. If you sign up for that, Amazon sends us money. How cool is that? And it doesn't cost you anything to do the free trial. You get it for a month if you love it. Spend 79 bucks and enjoy it for a year because I I am never not subscribing again to Amazon Prime just because it has literally been that helpful. We buy a lot of stuff from Amazon and I like watching television. So take money away from a giant corporation. Right. <laughs> for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 51. My name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron DeLosa. And I'm Glenn Bovig. Thanks for checking us out on CinemaGeekly.com, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and Tumblr. Uh, talking about the week that were in movies, TVs, and very ever so rarely video games. Uh, God, there was a lot of... You know what? We, there, we went from almost no news last week to quite a bit of news this week, I'd say. Yeah, ton of stuff this week, yeah. Uh, the fir- the first real big thing that came out because there's a couple of things that tied into the Spider-Man uh, the Spider-Man Two movie, but uh, most of that most of those little news stories kind of flamed away once they officially released a trailer. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, Batman vs Superman they announced 
that they have in fact cast a Wonder Woman and it is I'm gonna probably fucking butcher the shit out of this name, but is it Gal Gadot? Gal Gadot, yep, yes sir. Booyah, mm-hmm. I, na- I nailed it. <laughs> um, she's not entirely unfamiliar to United States audiences. Apparently she's from Israel. She's an Ara- Israeli actress and model. Yep. And uh, little little known to me until I checked out her IMDb, but she won Miss Israel in 2004 and uh, represented Israel in the 2004 Miss Universe beauty pageant. So the first thing I thought of immediately before even looking at her credits was, oh, she's like that chick from the, the, the last Transformers movie that came out. They hired a, a model who, who couldn't particularly act. Um, I, I don't know. I've not seen most of the movies she has been in. I've seen a couple of them. Um, she played Giselle, I want to say, in the uh, the Fast and Furious movie. She was in Fast and Furious, Fast Five, and Fast Six. Yep. Uh, she was also in Date Night, which mm-hmm. I don't think I saw. That was oh no no Tina Fey and Steve Carell. I actually did see that movie. I don't remember who she was in Date Night. She played apparently Natanya. Oh. Uh, so I, I'm not was sure. Was she the chick getting railed by Marky Mark? Could have been. Could have been. I think so. Well, then uh, I'm a fan of her work. <laughs> night and Day. She was uh, Naomi in Night and Day, which was the uh, uh, the uh, fucking. Oh, it's driving me nuts now. It's a uh, Tom Cruise, Cruise and Cam- uh, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. Peter Sarsgaard was also in it. Um, out of all of those movies, I probably like Night and Day the most, and I would I think I would have gave Night and Day like three geeky glasses, and it was entertaining. Wow. But, um, it was not, you know, it wasn't up there. Um, so so far, I haven't seen a lot of acting range from her. Uh, Aaron, you noted in the uh, the posting <laughs> for this, uh, you called her relative newcomer and skeleton stand-in. <laughs> she is thin. She is awfully she is thin. razor thin. Uh, do you think they're gonna do you think she's gonna get beefed up some to play the the frickin' prime of the Amazons, as it were? She's gonna have to. I mean, you know, she's five nine, which I mean, she's the same height as some other uh, women who were up for the role that I thought would have been more physically gifted. But maybe she can just act her, you know, as you pardon the expression, act her tits off. And all I need is to get that trainer that uh, that jacked up caves, and you know. They should be all right. I mean, really, with her height, I mean, as long as she can emote and is powerful through that, I mean, they could CGI, you know, her to look anyway if they had to. Uh, Glenn, based on, have you seen any of her previous work? And uh, what what do you think about the choice? Uh, I've seen her in the Fast and the Furious movies, but I honest to God couldn't tell you who she was in those movies. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I like that the fact that they actually, well, it's something exotic that kind of goes with, you know, she's you know, essentially Greek Wonder mm-hmm. Woman is. And so they kind of go with something, I guess, exotic, uh, to part of better term. Uh, the other thing is I'm not too worried about her being so thin because the trainers that they use for the movies that like Zack Snyder always uses since 300, um, that guy knows how to beef people up. Right. So, I mean, I'm not too worried about her putting on some muscle cause I'm sure it's possible with those guys and medicine and steroids and HGH. I'm sure Alex <laughs> Rodriguez is on speed dial. So they, I'm sure they can figure a way out to, to, he's, you know, her fill out the suit. It's he's just, got all those boxes from biogenesis in his basement that he hasn't unloaded. Yeah. Yet, so. <laughs> Boom. Had to hit a, an a rod burn on this podcast. Uh, no, we didn't, but we did anyway. We're gonna um, lose it. We're gonna lose some Twitter followers. So um, over, I, that, I'm sure. I, I don't know. <laughs> we got we got Joey Bats on our side. Who else do we? We need? do. That's we right. We don't need no A Rod. Uh, you know what? Uh, 
So it, it looks like it's mostly a cautiously optimistic thing with Gal Gadot. You no, know? I mean she she certainly looks yeah. she certainly looks good. I'm unsure about her. Uh, I mean, do you need strong? Do you think you need strong acting chops, like really strong, to pull off Wonder Woman, or any competent actress could do it? Or is this something that you think would require, uh, you know, explicitly special talent? I, I think this being the the first entrant, like you know, female superhero in the DCU mm-hmm. to come across it, they they got to have someone they can build a franchise around completely. Like you know, because even though Chris Hemsworth was uh, sort of an unknown before Thor, I mean, look at the couple minutes he had in, in the in, in you know the first Star Trek you know reboot, right. amazing, like what he did. So maybe you know, I I definitely think uh, that they have to believe in her big time in order to give her a spinoff. So she's young; she's twenty eight. Yeah. So. Uh, she's a youngin, so yeah. I mean, they could totally uh, build things around it. Glenn, are you uh, are you pleased with? I mean, do you think they should have gone more experienced acting wise? Are you pretty pleased that they went with relatively new? I'm fine with going relatively new. I, it was kind of surprising because I really think everybody just assumed it was going to be Jamie Alexander, which, as we've noted a couple of times, would have been just fine. Right. Uh, yeah, we would have had no complaints about that whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see, I'm not a, I'm not big up on, on the Wonder Woman mythos. So I'm, I'm curious to see what she brings to, obviously this is going to be a pretty eclectic cast. Like, uh, this is starting to remind me of the, uh, uh, the casting for like Guardians of the Galaxy, which has such a, just an amazingly different cast. It's just wacky all across the board. And I mean, you've got people, I mean, in this movie, you've got, I mean, Henry Cavill's obviously already solidified himself as uh, uh, Superman, one way or the other in fans' minds. People think he's either really good or, um, or you know, I, I don't know if people thought he was bad. I think more people probably complained about the direction the story took, as opposed to Henry Cavill in the actual movie. But then, you, of course, you've got the the Batfleck controversy, which thankfully has appeared to have died down at least a little bit. Uh, and I think more people have taken a, a wait and see approach on that. So I don't know. Uh, so far, I'm 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 I think I'm looking forward. I think I'm looking forward. I enjoyed Man of Steel for uh, for what it was. So I don't know. I'm I'm. I'm good moving forward with it. So let's talk amazing. Well, I, oh, go ahead. Well, sorry. No, the, 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 a couple little more notes on that. Is that yeah, also yeah. Uh, like the, the, uh, the, the basically confirmed rumor we're hearing now is that uh, the flash will also be making an appearance in the movie. Ah, uh, yes. Can we talk about that real quick? Did you see that episode of arrow where Barry loved Adam, it? And are we talking the same flash? The same uh, guy? Uh, if they want to connect the two, you know, the the, the DCU, uh, you know, to a TV show, they, they almost have to, and which that would mean, you know, Steve Amell, oh, you know, man. would be in uh, as as Green Arrow too. I mean, I, I don't know why they wouldn't build on this already really wildly popular show. He's been great, yeah, yeah, and and have them in. I mean, if they recast the the, the Flash, I mean, they're essentially going to murder the Flash TV show, like in, in a sense, to people who aren't. Like already hardcore devoted to Arrow, and they'll kind of transfer over. So I, I don't see DC Entertainment allowing that to happen. So there's no way these guys won't be involved in my mind. Uh, and I'm I'm pretty pleased that they're hyping some kind of Malcolm Merlin, Ra's al Ghul, uh, fight to the death, some sort of thing. They were really uh, kind of played that up in the last episode. And one more thing I noted too is at one point, uh, 
when they were talking about like the the walking zombie super soldier thing, mm-hmm. Diggle's like, "What's next? Aliens?" And right there, I'm like, "Okay, right." You know, that, that was such a prominent and out of place like line for that. They're there's no way up. that eventually they're not gonna be like, "Hey, there's a flying alien," you know, in, in Metropolis. So I, I think right. the, the the groundwork is already being laid for the connection. And I, I'd be I'd be happy, man. I what did you think of the guy playing uh, Barry Allen? Obviously, this was pre-Flash Barry Allen, but it's right. Barry Allen nonetheless. Uh, what, what did you think of the guy? I liked him. I, I thought he was really good. Uh, I, I know he was... Uh, I don't know much about the guy. I know he was in, what, uh, Glee or something like that, wasn't yeah, it? And that was like the, that. the big fallout from his casting. No, I thought he was great. You know, he came out as a, as a very charming, earnest kind of kid, you know, so hopefully, uh, you know, they bulk him up just a little bit. You know, Glenn, did you get to uh, see any of that? No, I haven't yet. I haven't watched any of this season of Arrow, but okay, yeah, I know of all that is going on. I just haven't watched it. Spoiler alert: Malcolm Merlin comes back. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 I I know. (laughs) Already kind of mentioned it. Uh, He helped it go on IMDb, and that's like the banner every every week after it airs. (laughs) Oh, right, yeah. Holy shit, John Barrowman's back, and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it makes sense. He's got to sell Barrowman. That's another guy who could do no wrong in my eyes. Absolutely, the Barrowman and the Barrowman has to sell more of those records and concert DVDs as well. So he's Got to definitely stay in the public spotlight. Um, what, Aaron? Did you uh, did you hold back? I I tried very hard to not make any obviously bad puns about being fast or quick uh, during Barry Allen scenes, but uh, I just <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. There were so many times where I'm like, "Quick, run away!" and shit like that. But right, um, I, I just couldn't I couldn't help myself. It was I did it myself, but not out loud. Yeah, uh, you know. J- uh, my wife kind of happened in. She really finds it funny that I watch Arrow because she considers it. She's like, "Well, isn't it kind of chick?" It's like, "No, because it's superheroes. If it was vampires, then I would never watch the show." Oh, absolutely but, not. No, because it's Arrow. I watch it. Uh, so she would hear me just saying stuff to myself, just not really giving a shit about uh, anything about it at all. So, but once I told her John Barron was on the show, and then Alex Kingston uh, is playing Laurel's mother, that kind of I might be able to sway her with the, with the Doctor Who tip a little bit. You know, maybe David Tennant will appear. Oh as uh, God, Mr. Mixelplex or something like that, and then you know I'll really lock her into the show. Uh, how about before we talk about Amazing Spider-Man, Brian Singer just hopped on the Twitters the other day and said X-Men <laughs> Apocalypse coming in 2016, dropping bombs, man. And uh, not only that, but we ended up getting a date as well for the movie release date, May the 27th, is the uh, the official release date, and a lot of people seem to be thinking based on the name solely, which of course can be a mistake. Because, you know, who knows what the fuck they're really thinking. But um, it could be following – they do believe it could be following the 1990s storyline, Age of Apocalypse. Interestingly uh, enough, I uh, I did just stumble upon a story. Uh, it was a leak from uh, firstshowing.net, and they've uh, confirmed that uh, the post-credits bumper from uh, Days of Futures Past will have uh, an Age of Apocalypse tie-in. And oh, well. the, if if you guys want, we'll put the link up to the story. Uh, it gives the exact description of the scene. I mean, so, so spoilers, of course. Oh, very heavy on the spoilers. River song and the shit out of that. Um, yeah. The uh, so, but this is in no way because I think I saw some confusion online. Like people are like, "But what about the X Force movie? Is this the X Force movie? Is this the title?" Of the nope. X- no, the X Force movie is still separate. Yes. Yeah, the X Force the X Force movie will be separate. Um, the Age of Apocalypse is gonna. You know, they're just keeping that to where they are just for, uh, you know, the X-Men franchise itself. X-Force will probably – they'll be dealing with uh, something reminiscent of the comic books where some, you know, evil general on an island somewhere is – you know, they're going to free the people. And, you know, something very uh, Expendables plot-heavy is pretty much what the X-Force movie will be but with, you know, mutants. 
and as you guys are the uh, the resident comic book men of this website and podcast, is the is that a particularly popular X Men series? The uh, the Age of Apocalypse is that a particular fan favorite or? It is. I mean, uh, Apocalypse is essentially you know. Uh... Well, I say Apocalypse and, and you know and Darkseid are pretty much Thanos, uh, yep. you know, to to Marvel as far as I'm aware. Maybe Glenn can correct me if I'm wrong. So I think they're, uh, you know, they're just going to keep it separate, and this is just going to be the the big bad thing. The uh, as far as the storylines go, uh, the comic book was insanely popular. Um, but from what little I've read about as far as the plot goes, they're kind of it's not really going to be Apocalypse Apocalypse as if. Uh, what you'd expect. It's almost going to be like a Phoenix thing to where, uh, spoilers, uh, Apocalypse, when he lands, uh, he's going to happen upon Michael Fassbender's version of Magneto. Right. And uh, a big terrifying storm of uh, of lightning is going off around him. And then Apocalypse says he's been searching for Magneto for a long time. And then all of a sudden a giant explosion. And then essentially Magneto uh, just merges with Apocalypse. So it's still Magneto, but it'll have all the power of Apocalypse. And then like that's the end of the of the bumper. So it uh, it's definitely a lot different than any story I'm familiar with in the comics. Uh, Glenn, have you uh, have you read up on on, uh, on on any of these books, or do you have any uh, thoughts or uh, opinions on this being the next step they take in the X Men franchise? That that's really <laughs> weird if they merge Apocalypse with them like that. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not too big on X Men. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you definitely, like he was talking about with Thanos being the big Avengers guy, uh, he's kind of the end-all, be-all when it comes to badasses over there. So, Indeed. Indeed. I, mean, um, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 again, cautiously optimistic, looking forward to it. I, I re- Obviously, I think everybody wants to see how Days of Future Past plays out first. Uh, and so far, by the previews we've seen, it looks pretty good. But... You know, if you've watched enough movies and watched enough trailers, you know to not try to jump in too far. You don't want to get balls deep in uh, into your appreciation of something before you see it. I I think uh, people who've watched enough movies know that uh, at least if you've been at least maybe you know maybe there's people who've been lucky enough to 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 not get burned. But I know I've been burned far too many times by thinking something looked amazing from the previews and then uh, watching the actual movie and being let down by it. So. Uh, and I think everybody is uh, kind of holding their breath at least a little bit on that movie. Uh, the the first class movie, I think, definitely alleviated some of that. But you know, people are still uh, stinging from the the Last Stand movie. I think even even now. I mean, I know there's people who uh, refuse to watch any other X Men movies because of that Last Stand movie. So. Uh, and haven't even given uh, first class a shot, which they really should. Uh, the okay, so the uh, the Spider-Man Two trailer came out. Uh, it looks pretty spectacular. And Aaron, not only did it look, not only did it look really good. Uh, I thought it looked the the previews for this looked better than the previews for the first movie. And even though they are kind of venturing into Raimi territory a little bit by doing multiple villains, yeah. and it looks and it looks like we could be hitting as high as three in this movie mm-hmm. and it depends on their level of involvement of course but it looks like we could be hitting as many as 3 and that was the uh, the height of uh that was the uh um uh, that was uh, that that was basically the the tip of the uh the 
uh, I guess the tip of the building before it collapsed for the Raimi verse uh, Spider-Man, where they started piling in all of those villains. Cause I think Spider-Man three had three villains in it. And uh, yeah, that, that eventually collapsed. Although this does w- look way better than uh, emo dancing Spider-Man uh, for sure. Oh. But there were, um, it looked like quite a bit of, of little teasers and stuff hidden in there. And, and what you had, alluded to on the previous week's podcast and we've talked about in in the in, uh, in past episodes as well that you think they're building towards uh the conclusion of this trilogy with spider-man versus the sinister six and they really seem to be uh leading you in that direction no oh yeah they do they, they completely do uh, uh apparently too you know i mean we know there's gonna be more than three movies uh but uh, you know, we definitely have confirmation of you know Spidey fighting Rhino, Electro, uh, and uh, Harry Osborn as whatever Goblin is going to be. Like I, I was thinking about it a little bit. I think from the clip uh, we saw where we see Chris Cooper for the first time as Norman Osborn, he's very sick and dying. Yeah. That they might take him sort of what they did in the Ultimate Universe, where he becomes like you know almost like a, a mini Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he'll be the Green Goblin, and uh, you know, I, I think he'll be around because they won't kill him off. So I think Harry will just—they're essentially going to ignore, uh, you know, Ned Leeds as Hobgoblin, and I think Harry will be the Hobgoblin. And you know, and he's the one involved in, you know, the Amazing Spider-Man two and whatever we all know about what happened with uh, him and Gwen and Spider-Man uh, at the Clock Tower. But then I think maybe you know he gets hurt or something like that, and then Norman will just you know hawk out and become the Green Goblin uh, for future movies. And I'm and I'm pretty psyched uh, that Dane DeHaan is playing Harry Osborn in this because I really liked him in uh, Chronicle an yeah. awful lot. Um, so te- before uh, before I get uh, Glenn's thoughts on this because I'm pretty sure you caught a glimpse at the trailer, but uh, just run us through a couple of the the teasers because there is a couple of things that were kind of right out in front, and then of course there's the uh, that crazy uh, work that the Reddit user did that. Uh, Provided a whole bunch of other possible tiny little spoilers as well, but yeah, run us through the 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 few references that are shown and, and made in the trailer. Well, I mean, right away we uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, y- you see uh, they're essentially hitting the Oscorp is involved uh, in everything evil uh, in, in yeah. this part of the world. You know that they show uh, uh, Doc Ock's wings. You see the vultures or uh, Doc Ock's arms. You see the vultures' wings. I mean, you hear. Uh, you know, uh, Peter's dad, like on the on the Richard or uh, Richard Parker on the computer screen, telling him like, you know, he knows what Oscorp's doing. So they're kind of tying in that maybe Oscorp has something to do with his parents going away. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's just a ton of shit. And then, you know, not to mention that touchscreen panel from Oscorp Tower uh, that the guy on Reddit found. I can't pronounce his name because it's just a whole jumble of letters. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but he pointed out uh, on the on the touchscreen, you see uh, a label for Venom Storage mm-hmm. on there. It has a, a locker number two along with that. So I mean. There's a ton there, and I noticed on the uh, touchscreen as well. There's a different file for Doctor Morbius, uh, you know, the living vampire, the, the exoskeleton references. Uh, I noted on the Facebook. I think they're actually describing those might be the names for the Vulture and Doc Ock stuff. Right. I mean, there's just there's a ton of other clues on here. Stuff about different formulas, different labs. I mean, scenarios, experiments. So it's going to take a lot of digging to figure out all the little hints on that. But uh, yeah, it got the, this movie franchise better go on for twelve movies just to even scrape the surface of all the stuff they've talked about so far, just for the second one. Uh, Glenn, what do you uh, what did you what did you think of the trailer? Did you uh, what did you think of the first movie? I'm presuming you saw it. Yeah, I saw it. I just kind of thought it was a 
Well, I know they were made, they made the movie so they wouldn't lose the rights to it. It was kind of like why they why they rushed in the Man of Steel was so some reason Man, Warner Brothers would have lost the rights to Superman. That being said, um, it's not like the Fantastic Four movie they made to retain the rights to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not it wasn't made that quickly. Um, <laughs> no, but uh I thought the most interesting thing besides what Aaron has touched on cuz I thought Dr. Morbius thing was badass. Mm-hmm. Uh was the gates that open up that are numbered one through six. Yeah. Um, and I, maybe that could be like a part of the ending, uh, leading straight into a sinister six kind of movie, just because of the numbering and it being that obvious. And, Oh, right. And I, I just was like, Oh, okay. If that's the end, that's badass. The other thing is, I feel like Jamie Foxx isn't going to be in this movie that much. Like, uh, I feel like he's going to show up for like five minutes and then, he, See, he I gets got the powers feeling, and disappears, and I then got he's going to like, show Giamatti. up at the end. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I got yeah. that feeling with Paul Giamatti as well. Like, Rhino is not going to be a part, like, uh, a heavy part of the movie, but... Uh, uh, I think I think uh, Electro will be the first and third acts. Rhino will be all number two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we are in agreement. This definitely... I think it... I don't, I don't know, Aaron. Do you think it looks better than the uh, the first movie? Or because that's, that's oh yeah, standing. it does. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, it looks okay. it looks okay. pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially knowing too, you know, what we know happens to Gwen in the comics. I mean, they're really teasing pretty heavy that you know some shit might get real. Uh, before we pay some bills, Walking Dead spoilers. Aaron, did you see the mid season finale? I hate I hate the whole idea of a mid season finale to begin with, but oh, I know. Did you? Yeah, see- sure did. Glenn, uh, have you? I'm guessing you haven't had a chance to see. Are you? Are you caught up on your Walking Dead at all? Have you not nope. even watching it? Oh, haven't. Won't watch it. No, that's right. Yes, won't Glenn has it. a whole reason for as. Uh, oh, as that's why right. Not delve into that's the that's why zombie sex chat exists is because of uh, right. trying to figure out why I don't watch Walking Dead. <laughs> and it will remain a mystery unless it's been solved and I've forgotten about it. But uh, if that mystery has been solved and I've forgotten about it, then it remains a mystery. Uh, lost to the ages to be solved by historians uh, far into the future. Um, but yeah, the uh, I hated this episode, Aaron, not because I thought it was bad, but because it forced me to have emotions. And nothing nothing angers me more than when a TV show gives me the case of the feels. And, uh, the feels, I know. Got the uh, feels. They they killed my favorite character, Aaron. I don't know. I don't know what to do now. I feel uh, lost. Uh, at the death of this person who does not really exist in real life. I, I guess I should rejoice that the actor himself is still alive and is probably going to find work elsewhere, but... Oh, I'm sure. Uh, they really did not. Uh, I mean, it was a bloody mess, the whole end of the time. The governor's dead. Uh, yeah. A whole crap load of people are dead. Uh, they're they're not in the prison anymore. Everyone is scattered into various different groups, and they've all uh, left. Uh, is this a very... Um, is this a really divergent path from the comic book? Or did some of this stuff happen in the comic book, but just not at the prison? Or how some of it? Some of it happened, uh, you know, at the prison and uh, and Woodbury, but not with uh, so much the the people that are there. You know what I mean? Right, like different right. characters could have involved in the storylines. Um, but you know, from the comic books, uh, you know, uh, didn't it, it went prison and then Herschel's farm, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it went Herschel's so, farm. No, Herschel's then, farm, then the prison and the, the TV prison. show. But yeah. don't they go back to the farm at one point after the prison? No, I don't think so. Herschel's farm is like burned down, and that's why they're all leaving. Like they, no, they go back to in the comic because Herschel doesn't come with them at first, and then he comes with them, and then they make all the crops, and then the governor, you know, does execution style to Herschel, and Dale's still alive and not dead, like in the show. Right. (laughs) 
Um, a lot of people said that the governor's death in the TV show was more fulfilling than his death in the comics. Uh, did you? Does any? Would any? Would you agree with that at all, Aaron? Or because uh, I, I don't know. I liked. I, I kind of liked the story of how uh, the governor uh, died here. Like that. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad Rick wasn't the person to kill him. I'm even kind of glad Michonne didn't really kill him. Right. Um, I like I the symmetry of that little girl he cared for so much dying, and then he just kind of almost almost carelessly just shoots her in the head after she was bitten. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was just cre- – I mean that whole last thing where the governor went berserker, just that whole, that whole last few minutes of the show was just numbing to me. The way he chopped off uh, Herschel's head and yeah. he, uh, he just – you know just uh, emotionlessly just shot that girl in the head uh, and all that stuff. And the fact that the girl's mom at the very end was the one who shot Governor in the head, uh, I thought, because Michonne essentially just left him to die for, you know, the zombies to eat him or whatever. But Right. uh, Well, in the comic books, didn't he – he just got shot by just some kid, right? Yeah, he got shot because, like, he shoots Lori and the baby and, like, one of the people that works for him. It's like, oh my god, you killed a baby, and she just, they just shoot him. I think that's what happens, but it's been a very long time since I've read him. Wait, no, he didn't. Didn't he live through that? Like, I thought they shot him, but he lived. But didn't he get killed at Woodbury for trying to rape some girl on a tree, or something? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. My bad. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of people said the governor. Sorry, was spoilers, like a... people. If, you, <laughs> if you're still catching up, <laughs> a lot of people said the governor. A lot of people said the governor was worse in the comics than he was in the TV show. But I think they really made an extra effort to make him come off as a very unlikable person, especially in the last. I like. I like that they trolled us so heavily. Like they did this whole episode where it seemed like the governor was redeeming himself, and as it turned out, he was just gathering assets to become the governor again. Essentially, uh, we thought he was on this road to redemption, more or less, and uh, nope. Uh, he was just uh, getting all the things he needed again to 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 do what he did best, which is uh, wreak havoc apparently and be an yeah. insane human being. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. They they got rid of Herschel. That's that's terrible for me. It's, he's like uh, as Chris Hardwick pointed out, uh, this show has a has a is starting a history now of killing off its moral compasses. Uh, the first one I think was uh, Dale. Right, was kind of like yep. the first moral compass. He's gone. Then we got Herschel. He's gone. I don't know who the next moral compass on the show is going to be but uh oh i hope it's carl <laughs> you just want him to go huh i want him to go i uh, want him to go since the first season and then of course there's the thing that i can't believe people are even talking about because they made it so obvious that something bad happened to the baby that you know the baby is fine uh right they found they found the empty baby seat the car seat and there's blood in it which immediately would make you go oh my god the baby was eaten by zombies or oh my god somebody shot the baby for some reason uh but in you know if you thought for more than five seconds about it you'd say oh my god they want me to think something happened and the baby's just fine <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happened to the baby as i'm sure they will explain it next you know the you know so that's how that goes but it was excellent uh i thought the show was really picked up uh and that episode was was really great uh, it was just they did thing after thing, and yes, they were going for some shock value, but uh, in this case, it, it worked. It really left me wanting to see more. So I guess they did their job on their stupid mid-season finale, which I can't stand the concept of in the first place. Uh, bills, let's pay them. Um, you got away scot-free in the last episode of the podcast, but now it's back to business. We have no choice but to uh, to pay some bills. Uh, let us do some upcoming Blu-ray releases, and of course. The holiday season upon us. There's really no better way 
to satisfy your entertainment needs than to pick up some movies or, or even some video games. But we're really covering the Blu-ray releases here on the on the CG podcast. Uh, you know what? If enough people complain, uh, we may in fact maybe do some video game releases because I don't believe there's a ton of them that occur on a regular basis. It's it's usually big releases happen usually once a month or uh, or something like that. So I don't know. We could cover it. Uh, if there's enough people complaining about it. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, the Cinema Geekly Amazon link is where you're going to want to go. Cinemageekly.com is the first stop on your journey to uh, Blu-ray entertainment. On the right-hand side of the page, we've got that link that takes you to Amazon Bookmark it. Use it every time you shop at Amazon. And uh, absolutely no extra cost to you uh, in your shopping experience. It hasn't changed one bit, but 8 to 10% of your purchase gets sent right back to support the Cinema Geekly website uh the blu-ray releases uh let's take a look there's a bunch of them this week uh for december the 10th we have adore from paramount pictures uh i've not heard of this one anybody anybody checked out adore recently with naomi watts and robin wright i uh i saw the sequel a window (laughs) so i mean if it's a continuation of that lock me in i wish i had a rim i wish i had a rim shot sound effect (laughs) you could just add one in post (laughs) the 25th anniversary edition of big from fox is hitting the blu-ray i believe that would be the tom hanks film Mm -hmm. um with uh elizabeth perkins penny marshall is the director of that one 25 years uh, Despicable Me 2 is hitting the Blu-ray in both standard Blu-ray and the Blu-ray 3D, which I can't imagine anybody still buying these days, but it's <laughs> available to you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Fast and Furious 6 is hitting the Blu-ray uh, in uh, the normal standard pack and a Steelbook edition. Uh, Jane Mansfield's Car from Anchor Bay and Stars is hitting the Blu-ray. Mary Poppins finally hitting Blu-ray from Disney. 50th anniversary uh, edition. I don't know why they're doing that. Oh, why is that? Why do Why do you say that, Glenn? Other than uh, Tom Hanks movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, the Saving right? Mr. Banks is coming out. Ah, there you go. Clever girl. Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke Jurassic Park reference. Hooray! <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island, the Great Muppet Caper from Disney, also hitting Blu-ray, and uh, Percy Jackson Sea of Monsters, which we actually have a review for up on the website uh, in standard Blu-ray and Blu-ray 3D. Stephanie found it to be meh. But it's available on Blu-ray if you want it <laughs> through the Amazon Cinema Geekly. We really shouldn't be downplaying it. It was a tremendous film that you should definitely purchase. Don't don't take our word for it if we don't think it's good. That That's just one opinion. You could totally spend your money on it, and you may very well enjoy it thoroughly. Uh, currently on the Cinema Geekly website, since the last episode of the, uh, the podcast, of course, we got that trailer up for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Dan O'Neill has got his first article up on the website. Uh, where he uh, he's pulling out a random movie to put in. He's kind of revitalizing the uh, the retro reviews part of the website. Uh, on his blog, he actually not only reviews current movies, but also does a bunch of just truly random picks from uh, various points in time. And this time he went with uh, Keeping the Faith from 2000, Ed Norton's directorial debut. I didn't even know Ed Norton directed this movie. Uh, I think he barely acted in that movie. <laughs> but and now I know he was in it. Ben Stiller is also in it. Um, I think he gave yeah. it three and a half uh, geeky glasses. Uh, also, three and a half, really? Yeah, he seemed to enjoy it. Huh. Uh, and also, Glenn's got his new blog up on the website, the Net, the Netflix Picks blog edition of Skyfall, uh, which is also a fun read, so go check that out as well. It's kind of like a, it doubles as a blog and kind of a review for Skyfall, which goes without saying was a great movie. 
Um, so check that out. That's also up on the website. Uh, shall we dive into the mailbag? This is so rare that we've gotten to dive into the mailbag two weeks in a row. So we probably should just do it, no? Of course. Okay, I was waiting for <laughs> I was waiting for somebody. I wasn't gonna say anything because I want to see how long the silence could go. Oh, of course. <laughs> I, I was waiting for Glenn to answer it. <laughs> when the questions are asked, the science the silence will fall. Apparently. Oh, look it. at that! Uh, Way yeah. to sneak that one in. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Glenn, have you have you been catching up on Doctor Who yet? Your time is very limited. Absolutely. No, I I haven't. And uh, spoiler alert, Aaron, I never will. <laughs> <laughs> we will not stop. Uh, we will not stop harking on you until you do it. Uh, and Andrew List was not going to watch the rebooted J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie until I badgered him a million times and he finally gave in. So you may want to stop hanging around us, Glenn. Aaron may eventually. He, he, he dogged on me until I started watching Doctor Who. And now we now both of you, you're going to be one of us soon, Glenn. You're getting both barrels, Glenn. Pow, pow. <laughs> Uh, Alonzi, let's go into see. There's another one. Let's go into the uh, let's go into the questions. Yeah, Geronimo, bitch. I mean, <laughs> never said it like that, but it was close. No, if uh, if Jesse from Breaking Bad was the doctor. <laughs> oh my God, could he be number like the after Peter Capaldi? Could he Jesus be Christ, would that be awesome? <laughs> Daleks, bitch. Uh, oh God, that'd be sweet. He would just carry like a little sledgehammer with him instead of like a a sonic screwdriver, maybe a sonic sledgehammer. So let's go with uh, Glenn's paid. Uh, let's go with Glenn's paid question first. Could call it breaking who. Mm. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, Aaron is going to do some. Aaron's going to pull out a. <laughs> who bad? Aaron's going to pull out a psychic. Oh, oh my god, it's even better. <laughs> Aaron's going to pull out his. Uh, Aaron's going to pull out his psychic paper here and uh, tell me who it was who emailed me this question. Who was for it, Glenn? Glenn? Yeah. Uh, for, our, for our podcast, who? I'm correct, right? Yeah. Who who yeah. emailed us, Glenn? Uh, Arian Boyd, Arian Brotherhood Boyd. I'm sorry. From Wichita Falls. Have you ever made that joke to her? Uh, no, I haven't. I probably won't. I, I suggested and, Arian Nation on the Facebook discussion. No, she did. She did. She did write in. But Glenn says that she hangs out with you guys kind of regularly. In fact, she's heard you ranting, uh, heard us ranting, and uh, does listen to the podcast. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, the question I have, I'm going to answer Arian's question with a question. Uh, why didn't you just ask Glenn this question? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You're you're helping out the podcast by sending in a question, and it's much appreciated. Uh, but of course, you could have just asked him this to his face. Uh, but it, but and and Glenn also correctly predicted that it is a Buffy question in relation yeah. to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, she asks, "Why do I have to watch Angel and Buffy concurrently? Angel seems kind of lame." <laughs> so. Give it to her straight, Glenn. Why does she got to watch these in succession? <sighs> okay, I, I will the... say she's, she's got a point about Angel. <laughs> Glenn likes it, though. He likes it. You do, Glenn. <laughs> Angel is a lot better when he has his own show. <laughs> and he go... <laughs> Anyways, this is why she didn't ask me in person. <laughs> For the fourth season of Buffy and the first season of Angel, they go back and forth. There's, about, there's two episodes in Angel where Buffy shows up. And there's two episodes with Angel that shows up in season four of Buffy. And the main reason is they kind of go back and forth story-wise for a few episodes. After that, you never have to follow them again. Uh, So if you don't like Angel, you don't have to watch it. I just There's two episodes (laughs) where you absolutely have to watch Angel that goes back to the Buffy episodes. And one of the Angel episodes is absolutely depressing and gives you lots of feels. Uh, So... Yeah, that, that's, I that's why. I think every episode of Angel is a little depressing in its own way. Yeah, I mean, 
the weird thing about Angel is like there's really good story arcs, um, especially like the guy that he killed his entire family except for his toddler daughter that he turned into a vampire and made this guy have to kill. Um, when that guy comes back and wants vengeance, that is uh, that's a really good story arc. It's just they hit a lot of there's a lot of ebb and flows with the show. Um, the final season's really good, especially when you see Angel and Adam Baldwin square off. Uh, but other than that, no, it's uh, Angel's not bad. It's just he's not. It's just it's like whenever people say Iron Man, they always say Iron Man's way better than Captain America. He's only better because he's funny. Doesn't make him better. He's just funny. He's more entertaining. There you go. Um, he's still not Captain Fucking America. It, and that's the same thing about Spike. Like Spike's just funny. He's still not Angel. I'm, I'm done. I'm not even. I get it. We're not gonna. No, no, no. Uh, I'm sorry. And, and... Can, can you mention Glenn's defense of Angel, like in the in the in the blurb for this week's podcast? I will. <laughs> I will. I will mention it. Um, but no, it's uh, even though even though that was a paid advertisement from Glenn, we totally appreciate it. The <laughs> the more the more girls listening, the better, because there's you know, uh, geek girl culture totally needs to be represented a little bit more. Uh, yeah. In in all facets. So yeah, we're totally appreciative of all of that. That's why we have uh, girly shirts available in the Cinema Geekly store, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, Tori from, Gla- from Grand Blank, Michigan. I'm guessing not Tori Hunter. I'm not sure where Tori Hunter makes his residence, but it's probably... I think he's probably still living in Texas. Um, That's a shame. If it was Tori Hunter, that'd be awesome. It would, especially because of this first line. Cause he says, well, I, now, Tori, I'll, I'll, if it is a, a female Tori, nothing against you. You, you know, We appreciate you, too. It's Tori with two eyes, so I'm, I'm not sure. But Oh, God, it could be. Uh, if it was Tori Hunter, this first line would be amazing because he says, I listen to a lot of podcasts. You guys are in my top ten when it comes to podcasts I absolutely never miss. So if that's Tori Hunter, fucking wow. awesome. But it's probably well, not making it. it better with the post-credit scenes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> They're really just there to make you listen to the ads. Uh, let's see. No, come on. Uh, what I want to know is if you guys listen to other podcasts or do you ever listen to your own episodes? Uh, do you guys listen to any other podcasts? Well, first, let's start with this. Do you guys ever listen to CG podcasts after they're up? I will, and I hate myself because I use the word like entirely too much. Oh, yeah, I'm an I'm an um guy, so, yeah, totally unprofessional, but it, it happens. Usually, I just listen to a podcast for another – I listen for, like, the first five, ten minutes or so to make sure that the audio sounds okay and everything got mixed together properly. And I usually, you know, listen to the beginning, listen to the end and make sure everything is mixed together properly. Um, but I can't stand the sound of my own voice. So I usually don't listen, but do you, I mean like Glenn, you listen to like episodes you weren't in or. How's yeah. That... I'll listen to when I'm not there, I'll listen to episodes uh, just to kind of get caught up. And usually I got to skip about 20 minutes of doctor who uh, to get to stuff. <laughs> of course. But now, <laughs> No, I'll, I'll listen just uh, just because I want to get caught up on stuff and see what's going on with the Cinema Geeky canon, see if there's any zombie sex chat jokes. So well, yeah. Almost every week, it seems almost, like now. Yeah, every yeah. week, it's got to be. <laughs> Aaron, do you listen, do you, uh, do you, do you listen to uh, our own episodes? No, because I think I sound like a really just uber uber dick fanboy people love like, just, hear, just hear me start to rate you know, like when i rant about comic books or doctor who i just like god it's just what a nerd like i want to troll <laughs> myself i want to create another account and just troll myself and just you know just really start that whole shit talking battle i mean yeah no i i, I don't <laughs> i don't listen to our podcast um i listen to uh the joe rogan experience okay uh any anything else or is that kind of it for you 
maybe Mark Mark Marin once or once in a while. Uh, but yeah, not a lot. Uh, yeah, not really. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn, you listen to anything else or? Yeah, you... I listen to uh, the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Oh, okay. Uh, I oh I listen to everything he does, especially the weekly uh, things he does with Cousin Sal, one of the writers for Jimmy Kimmel, when they mm-hmm. do their uh, week lines of betting. Because I feel like when I'm about forty and I've given up on life, finally, I'm just going to become a degenerate gambler. So I mean, I live <laughs> like ten minutes from the casino, anyways, and that doesn't help. So mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. <laughs> um, I I'm a podcast aficionado. I love podcasts. I listen to them when I go to bed at night or if I'm up in the morning getting some breakfast, I usually listen to some podcasts. I listen to a ton of stuff from a ton of different, um, you know, genres and stuff. I, I listen to Kevin Smith's, uh, not all of Kevin Smith, a couple of the Kevin Smith stuff, some podcast occasionally, uh, usually only with Scott Mosier's on there with him cause I enjoy Scott Mosier. So I listen to his podcast that Mosier does, um, with uh, the guy whose name I can't remember from Nerdist at the moment. Uh, but I listen to Hollywood Babylon uh, from Kevin Smith. I listen to uh, Sometimes I listen to, like, Doug Loves Movies occasionally with Doug Benson, depending on who is on the show with him. Um, some, I don't know, uh, some very specific sports podcasts, like if it pertains <laughs> to the Tigers or something, uh, I listen to that, like uh, Analysis and... Uh, uh, shit like that. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, I listen to regularly. I barely watch any wrestling, but I listen to a shocking number of wrestling related podcasts. Steve Austin has a podcast. That's really interesting. Uh, Chris Jericho has a podcast. That's really interesting. Uh, Cole Cabana does as well. So, um, I, I, I think I listen to more wrestling related content than I do watch it these days. Uh, I'm trying to think, Oh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's podcast, star talk. I listen to that. Uh, a lot. I'm a big Neil deGrasse Tyson fan, so I uh, listen to uh, all sorts of astrophysicist stuff on his podcast. So I, I could probably go on for days. So I'm going to stop right there. But there's a <laughs> there's a bunch of it. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and uh, like I said, rarely ever listen to to me talking. Uh, let me see here. Um, Cam from Google Plus. How did Cinema Geekly start? I've always wondered what goes into running a website like this or a podcast. What is the CG origin story? Um, I, you know, what's funny. I don't even remember how Aaron ended up. How did you end up on the website, Aaron? Because <laughs> I, I worked for you once at Epic. Well, no, no, I do know that when I <laughs> when I ran a when I did run an, an independent wrestling promotion a very long time ago. It seems like now, um, that's where I met you. Correct. But that was only that that was only that one time for that one day. And I think we sort of kind of barely kept in touch a little bit from on Facebook. I just right. don't remember how you ended up working on the website. Um, did Was I asking for, for people who are interested or? I, I think, I you, yeah, you, you posted once about wanting to do a, you know, you're talking about just uh, sort of geekly like in its, uh, in its early stages, even before we had a name, uh, you know, wanting people like, you know, who like different aspects of, uh, of entertainment, see if they wanted to do it. I just emailed you and said, yeah, I'd be interested. And then. That was it. I think I didn't start until maybe the second podcast, maybe the third. Yeah, somewhere in there. Um, yeah. I think the third one, because the third one we did kind of like a mega podcast. Like there was like or, ten five, people or something. <laughs> it felt like five or six people for sure, yeah. Um, as far as the website thing went, um, I 
uh, I think it started from the the prospect of wanting to do a podcast about movies and stuff. It didn't necessarily start as wanting to do movie reviews or news or anything like that. Um, I kind of sort of been inadvertently doing podcasts since I want to say like 1998, kind of. I was a big wrestling fan as a kid, and uh, me and a bunch of friends started uh, doing backyard wrestling, which was a real popular thing at the time, especially in that time period. Uh, which was uh, ultimately a really stupid thing to do, but at the time it was definitely fun, uh, if not ridiculously stupid, as I mentioned. But uh, I was uh, I was a nut for uh, content creation, even even doing that, like this little rinky dink thing that only me and my friends knew about and nobody else knew about. I still felt compelled to like make a website for and do all this intricate like uh, design work and all this put all this content in there and shit. And even though like. 10 or 12 people would ever go to any of our stupid shows. Uh, I, I felt the need to do like these audio things. Like uh, I didn't even know there was like an internet radio or anything that existed back then. I just knew that I could record audio on my computer and that I could upload those files and put them on my website. So I was making like, I guess kind of podcasts about my backyard wrestling group uh, in real audio, by the way, does anybody remember real audio? Uh, from back in the day, it's long dead now. I think I, I, sure. I barely remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. I don't think anybody uses that format anymore at all. Period. I don't even know if the company still exists. But uh, I was putting those up way back in like 1998, and that sort of led me, you know, throughout anything I did. Um, once we stopped doing that, once we got, uh, once I, you know, I, I didn't do any podcasting or stuff like that for years and years and years and years, but. When uh, me and my friends started uh, an actual independent group, I started doing you know podcasts for that because I, I thought, why not? People were starting to do them. And then I thought it would be fun to do a podcast with my brother because we don't get to see each other that often. So we started doing one where we would just casually converse about whatever made us laugh and whatever we were interested in or whatever. Uh, so we started doing a bunch of those. And uh, most of the time it delved into talking about movies or TV shows we were watching at the time. But usually we were just making dick and fart jokes about whatever it was we were watching and not seriously really talking about them all that much. That still uh, kind of sounds like what we do now. I was going to say, yeah. not that this podcast <laughs> has really risen the bar as far as that goes, uh, but I did want to do something where, because we talked about a lot of other stuff too. We talked about politics or music or whatever was going on in our life at the time. Um, and I wanted to you know, I'm like, you know, I could probably just talk about movies and TV shows for, you know, forever, probably. Why not just start the podcast and uh, to do that? And uh, my brother was going to hop along for a while, but he doesn't really keep up with current stuff nearly as much as I do. I'm, you know, obviously people like us are crazy about it and can't stop reading up about uh, whatever's coming around the bend next. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was kind of like the impetus for starting it. And uh the name, literally, there's no special story about the name. It just was trying to think of a name, and that was the first name that sounded kind of good, that um, that I was literally shocked that nobody else had taken or copyrighted, to the best of my knowledge, <laughs> or no other websites with that name. And I was just, wow, okay. Uh, so that's kind of how I went with the, with the name. And yeah, then I started looking for uh, some people to contribute. Glenn was... Uh, Glenn came along via um, basically you were referred to us by Andrew List, who has been on the podcast a few times, and he more or less uh, referenced you over. And uh, eventually, a lot of other people, uh, some people I found, uh, Stephanie, I found doing reviews. Uh, and uh, I just 
you know, I, uh, I think she started following us on Google Plus or something, and I just asked her if uh, she'd be interested in, in having her reviews on our website as well. And that's kind of how all of that stuff started uh, started rolling. We just added Dan, and we've had a couple of other contributors who pop in from time to time as well. So, yeah, that's kind of like the origin. It's like nothing really special. I just decided one day to, to do it because I always wanted to, I guess. So there you go. It's not a romantic story. They will not be making any movies. There will be no social network esque movie about the creation of this website. Unfortunately, you don't know that we could we could be somewhere completely, you know, you know, uh, wealth inducing in like five years. Possibly. Who plays you? Can we get Jesse Eisenberg to play Glenn? Oh man, to play play Glenn. Who? <laughs> hmm. I don't have curly hair. No, uh, so I don't, I don't I don't see uh yeah, that, that guy's Jesse not gonna, he's me. not gonna flat iron for anybody. That's true. No. Who who would you cast as yourself, Gwen? Hell, I I don't know. Just not Jesse no, Eisenberg. You, you know, it, everybody has a couple of celebrities in mind that they would cast for their personal life story. So who would be who's your CG counterpart from Hollywood? I'd say like James Branco, just because he's kind of a scumbag. So I feel like <laughs> he would really capture the essence of like God. He's kind of a douchebag. He's a little funny, but mostly yeah. a douchebag. He's a likable jerk. Yeah, yeah, right. So that would that would probably be it. <laughs> just, he's pretend like I'm a pr- pretentious just enough to say James Franco. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally go with the opposite of me for sure. Whoever whoever I think is the the most opposite of uh, who I am as a person is who I think I'd want to play me uh, in a movie. Just so who, who would you go for? Just so I would be cool in a movie. Um, you know what I, I'm. I'm not sure. Um, let's go with uh, Clooney. Let's go with Clooney. Uh, good looking. He's got some good acting chops. He's he's a little bit older, and everybody seems to love him. So I'm gonna go with that. Hmm. Uh, I'll go with Clooney because it's just <laughs> and playing this guy who looks nothing like, sounds nothing like George Clooney. Everybody. I mean, he was Batman, right? That's if he could do so Batman. We've got James Franco and George Clooney so far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a movie I'd pay to see. I don't know who we. I don't know who we'd use for you, Aaron. Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Only oh, because I, I think he, hearing him have to verbatim like oh recite one of my rants about yes. like you know about X Men or okay, uh, if, Avengers if, or something. If this is what we're going off of, then I, I need Morgan Freeman to play me. Oh God! Can someone please be Gary Busey? <laughs> Let's do Morgan Freeman, Chris Walken, and Gary Busey as Glenn, and they will verbatim. That will be the film. They will verbatim. Uh, do an episode of they'll do two podcasts uh, so we get two hours and they will just verbatim say what we said I oh can my do that. god i'd pay to oh, see that jesus what a oh great <laughs> nobody else and you know i bet you would... Busey would be gettable the other two <laughs> yeah. Would be Busey yeah, we could get we're pipe dreams on the other ones but yeah you <laughs> is probably already contacting us right now he's like he's like this is my agent right jamie, Ken- oh, jamie kennedy's listening to the lion trying to get in on it too i'd do it for a ham sandwich <laughs> yeah and a suitcase full of changes and highlighters. <laughs> uh, last last question, Devin from Ann Arbor. Where do you, I presume Michigan? Although he didn't put Michigan. <laughs> Are there any other Ann Arbors? I'm not sure, but not that I'm aware of. Where do you guys fall as far as special features on DVD and Blu-ray go? Is it a selling point for you? Do you watch everything, or you just cherry pick what you watch? Uh, for me, it can be a selling point. Uh, I like watching that stuff. I'm I'm happy the DVD came along because I'm I've always been fascinated by the the inner workings and behind the scenes things of uh, of stuff I love. So yeah, I've uh, 
to me, that's a, a selling point. I, I don't know if I necessarily like the direction they're starting to go in now. It kind of feels like uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's necessarily the direction. I know they went this direction with the new Star Trek movie, but it sort of feels like the direction I've sensed with uh, video games and DLC, where it's like uh, to get this DLC thing, buy this other game or buy this shit from McDonald's to get a code for this DLC thing. Um, and that's I think somebody did the math and in order to get all of the bonus features from the Star Trek into darkness movie, you'd have to buy like five different versions of the movie to get all of the special features that are available. And, uh, I, I can't say I'm a big fan of that at all, but, um, to me, I'm, I don't know. I'm a pretty big fan. There's some stuff I'll skip like the photo gallery. Who the fuck looks at the photo gallery? Um, <laughs> I don't look at the photo gallery, but I'm, I'm a big fan of director's commentary and most of the behind the scenes stuff I like. So yeah, I'm, and, and actually the longer, the better. Like if you have like a, like an hour and a half documentary of the making of a movie, that's so much the better for me. I don't know about uh, you guys. Aaron, how do you feel? Is that, a, is that a thing for you? If it's something I really like, uh, you know, all, all the X-Men, or, uh, I'm sorry, all, all the MCU stuff, you know, I've watched all the, got every interview, every every special feature about, so, I mean, the, it won't make or break a sale for me. It's not something I seek out, like I need the version that has, you know, the the special commentaries or whatever. I mean, if it's there, I'll watch it, but, you know. It's not a make or break point for me. If I'm going to buy a movie, I'm already going to buy it. It doesn't really matter what's included with it. Right. I mean, that's definitely a point that a lot of people make. It's like, I just really care about the movie and the special features are icing. Uh, on the However, page. I will say this. If there's some sort of a special uh, giveaway with the DVD, typically I'll, I'll sway towards that one. Like if it's a mini Iron Man or something, that'll that'll be the set I get Although I gotta with, s- the, with the toy. I was going to say, nothing really irks me more, though, than a movie that I really want to see. And I get it, and there's no special features whatsoever. Uh, like, if it's a movie I really enjoy, yeah. I like seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff especially. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, there uh, it's an educating experience. Even on movies you didn't like that much, like, I can't stand the, the Phantom Menace, but I found the director's commentary to be very illuminating from George Lucas, <laughs> listening to him drone it, uh, on and on literally for an hour and a half about the making of that movie. Uh, and then watching, of course, the the making of that movie, I found it uh, actually, I found the making of that movie far more entertaining than the movie. Uh, it was surprising, but um, yeah, the Glenn, uh, what, what do you uh, what do you stand on the special features thing? I'm a special features whore. There's there's no NF or buts about it. I just got <laughs> the, I just bought the Little Mermaid today, and uh, the <laughs> oh, first awesome. thing I did the first thing I did was pop in to watch the special features because I'm like, oh god, there's so much. Like this animation, like there's a documentary out called uh, Waking Up Sleeping Beauty, and it's really interesting about the animation in that time because they almost got uh, you know. They got their office taken away from them. They were thrown like basically in a parking lot and yeah. they put like a bunch of trailers up and had to work from there making all these great movies or movies that are now classics. Uh, so anything that like, I, yeah, no, I love special features. Anything that Josh Wheaton has done, I always get the special fe- or I always make sure there's good special features on there like Serenity. I love deleted scenes because um, I don't know if like if y'all seen – Sometimes they're the best scene, like uh, like in Looper. There's a deleted scene on there that's absolutely amazing. Uh, same as in Serenity. There's a lot of scenes that almost change the movie. The mm-hmm. same reason I like director's cut. Like Kingdom of Heaven is a much better movie oh, with the absolutely. director's cut. Yeah, we have uh, the director's then, cut Blu-ray for sure. And it just adds like 20 minutes to the beginning, and it's like, oh, okay, that's why he wanted to kill Michael Sheen. Right. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. So yeah, now. no, I. I love special features. Anything I do about talking about it, mm-hmm. uh, documentaries, history, uh, history channel specials like they do on the Dark Knight ones, I just I gobble them up. 
Yeah, there was. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I love the special features on that Dark Knight Blu-ray where they do all those individual news stories and stuff. Um, those were all really tremendous. I liked all of that stuff. There's a. Uh, uh, I mean, and there's just some stuff I don't even. I can't even. I haven't even handled it yet. I've I've had them for a while and I haven't even handled them all. Like I've got the the Blu-ray set of the Lord of the Rings extended trilogy, and I I think they're I I I'm probably overstating it a little bit but not too much when i say i think there's about five years of special features <laughs> on those it's like uh just a ridiculous amount of bonus material and i i haven't even gotten through half of it yet um so there's yeah i i'm, I'm right there with you it's not necessarily a selling point for me like i see you know like uh, uh i'm a big star trek fan and i saw that there, the special features are spread out everywhere, including, by the way, the director's commentary, which apparently you can only get if you buy the iTunes version, which is absolutely Jesus. ridiculous to me. Uh, but even that being said, I know in the back of my mind that there's probably going to be at some point some ridiculous edition that they're going to come out with that'll have all the special features on it because everybody complained. But it wasn't necessarily a selling point for me. There were some special features on it, so I'm like, what the hell? I like the movie. I want the movie. I'll buy it. So it's not the end-all, be-all for me, but I love special features at all, uh, um, all the time. So anyway, uh, thanks for all the questions that got sent in. And if uh, you've got more or comments or suggestions or anything like that, tell us how much you love Aaron DeLos on the podcast. You can <laughs> send those emails to info. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a lot of those, man. I'm telling you, I would troll the fuck out of myself. Boost his self-esteem a little. <laughs> info at Cinema Geekly is where you can send all of those emails, and we'll... Uh, We'll run through all of our social media uh, outlets in a little bit. Um, this is a new thing we get to do now because we, we broke the news last week. But uh, cafepress.com slash cinemageekly is where you can go to pick up some Cinema Geekly merch. We're still working on the uh, on the layout and the, the design and everything like that of the store. They they give us some freedom, but it's not a, it's not a ridiculous amount of freedom. So I'm still toying with um, how we're going to have it look. But... Uh, a few people emailed and said, hey, could you put, like, stickers up? Because um, they have stickers available. You can just plaster them everywhere. And, uh, yeah, I just put those up. There's, I think they're like a, there's, like, a white background sticker, and then there's a, a clear version, which I would, by the way, not recommend putting on a dark surface, given how the logo looks. It'll just <laughs> blend in completely. So if you have, like, a light surface or a silvery surface, like, you want to slap it on your uh, – you don't want to buy, like, a really expensive laptop skin, but you want to slap it on, like, the – uh, your silver laptop bag, you could totally do that or whatever. And those are super cheap. They're like uh, three fifty nine, I think, for the stickers, and you can get them either way. But we've got tons of other stuff, hoodies, uh, T-shirts for, for men and women, a bunch of different styles of, uh, of shirts and a bunch of varieties of color, uh, all sorts of things, mugs, travel, uh, travel mugs. I think we even have a can cooler. I don't, I've never used a can cooler in my entire life, but you can totally get one with the Cinema Geekly logo on it. And then, of course, all the cool shit. Uh, the the iPhone cases, uh, the iPod Touch cases, um, iPad covers, uh, mouse pads, things like that, all available, uh, pretty reasonable prices over at Cafe Press. And uh, we, we see a decent chunk of that change in it all. Uh, and uh, believe, believe you me, everybody, I am literally pouring anything I get from this is going to get poured back into the website to either get us a little bit more space or a little bit more bandwidth or uh, 
maybe <laughs> maybe actually get some professional podcasting equipment because uh, I'm using, I think, a 10-year-old headset right now to record this as I speak. Uh, and almost everybody I know who's doing uh, really great sounding podcasts uh, are not using those. <laughs> so um, eventually we're, we're going to, with your help, I think we could uh, turn this into to some sort of great website that more and more people may go to on a regular basis. Just uh, uh, just don't rely on a Twitter giveaway trying to – Oh, my God. I completely <laughs> forgot about that though. You can you can still do it. Aaron, is there still time left? The, yeah. We, we got about one more week, you, you fucking assholes out there. So OK. So last <laughs> week, for those of you unaware, uh, I, I, I said on the podcast that you know, I'd give away one free T-shirt. You know, if I got to 50 followers, I'd pick you know, a random person. Well, on Facebook, I posted it and increased it to two. You know, I'll give you know all two T-shirts. You know, one each. I'll, there'll be two different winners. Uh, you know, out of all the new followers I get, uh, as long as I got more than 50 followers. So, so I, I checked my followers. Uh, I initially had 10. Remember, I was pretty proud. I hit the dime. Uh, I now have nine. You lost one. I lost one. So heard... somebody's got to be trolling me pretty good, and maybe they're all just waiting to the last second. But you know, maybe, I, the maybe still out there. Maybe maybe they're thinking they don't want to be. The, maybe they think they have to be number fifty. No, you don't uh, have to be number fifty. You just have to be in the group. Once Aaron hits fifty, he's going to subtract everybody who's uh, family or friend. I'm guessing from this. And right. then, no, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit who it is. And then enter all. And then enter. Well, I mean, it would be kind of bullshit if you're like, and the winner of the first Cinema Geekly T-shirt is Anthony Lewis. You know what right. I mean? Uh, that would be terrible. So he's going to remove, uh, at least for the time being, Cinema Geekly staff and perhaps people who live with you, uh, since that would seem awkward. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I would presume he will drop all of your at name tags into a hat of some sort, uh, perhaps Thor's helmet, and then draw your name. Uh, draw your name out. Two. You're saying now two shirts if you can hit fifty. Yep. At profit of geek, everybody at your own risk. Of course, follow Aaron Delos on Twitter. Yeah, it, it's a. <laughs> there's a lot of. I, I talk about poop a lot uh, from reading my feed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there you go. I mean, is it is this a thing where they have to stick with you or just get you to fifty? Oh, uh, I think just get me to fifty. Just get the word out. And one thing I noticed about Twitter, I get retweeted and favorited by. Dozens of people. Not one of those fuckers just says, "Hey, this guy's witty. I'll follow him." Oh yeah, they no, just, it's, it's a bitch. Yeah, they're just like, "Oh, look at this funny thing this one jerk said," and then just rolling for the, They just they use me and just throw me on the ground like a condom, you know, yeah. in like a back alley of San Francisco. This for is any, no, for yeah. any of you who've, who've never been there. San Francisco has a lot of hobo jizz on the ground. <laughs> this is, uh, but this is absolutely no joke. Get Aaron Delos at a fifty followers. He will buy two lucky people a Cinema Geekly logo shirt. Yep. Uh, and and send it to your uh, to your uh, you're just the kindest people in the world for making him. I'll even I'll even so. sweeten the deal. I'll take a picture of myself wearing your shirt and then send it to you. <laughs> then you can get his sweat, his essence. <laughs> yeah. His essence then will not only his essence. You will can just come with bathe it. in me all day long. Just drink me in while you sleep. There you go. You don't even have to wash it. Nothing. It'll just come. He'll no. put it on. He'll first he'll run he'll run a mile and then he'll put it on. And then he'll uh, he'll jog around a little bit more, and then take it off. And then you can he'll shoot a video of himself putting it into a box and shipping it, uh, so you know for a fact. I'll top you. A... I'll do all that. I'll wear it while I poop and tweet, and then I'll wear it during a podcast, and there then I'll go. send it to you. There you go. You get plenty you really of get the full effect. <laughs> It'll be like a game worn jersey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! That was a. It's see, Aaron. We need to put Aaron. Aaron's being promoted to head of marketing right now. Right. 
on the right here. You've heard it in your breaking news on the podcast. I'm telling you, I'm going to have three followers by the time this thing gets done. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, opening opening movies in the top of the box office. Uh, let me see here. Oh, before we do that. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Glenn. For love of God, if you're going to send an email, if there's Buffy fans out there, don't don't send them. <laughs> Just don't. No one wants me to go down that road. So we'll, I want just, the Angel we'll fans just, to, to email and support you, support your just, best love of that show. I think Glenn has made a mistake here because I think all <laughs> this is, knowing the internet as I do, I think you've yeah. just invited people to send in Buffy emails. That's fine. Uh, I, I could make like, you know, I could do like my own little offshoot rant on a YouTube video and get made fun of that way. <laughs> but you really, you really don't want me to go down that path. It's no. not fun for anyone. <laughs> Um, I, I was gonna I'll, say I'll tell you what, I'll start watching Buffy, you start watching Doctor Who. Wow, no, that's good. a trade-off. Oh, come on, Glenn. No, I just, I won't, <laughs> I'm too stubborn. It'll happen. I, I'll watch, It'll happen. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Glenn, I'll watch Angel if you watch The Walking Dead. There we go, we'll do it, we'll do like a three-way trade. I, I can't. I can't watch Walking Dead. <laughs> you don't. You don't understand. No, not Walking Dead. Doctor Who. Oh, oh no, well, no. I, I, you're gonna watch Buffy if you watch oh, Doctor Who, and I'll watch okay. Angel if he watches Walking Dead. And then, of course, Aaron and I can cross promote the two shows when they have their crossover episode, uh, two episodes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, am I the only one thinking that was kind of a bad idea? Why would you do a crossover app? Because you're essentially saying, look, there's a good chance you might not be watching this other show, but if you really want to know the whole story, you have to watch this other show as well. Um, does anyone else think that's kind of a bad idea? They only do it those two times and it's not like it doesn't necessarily take away from the show it's just okay it's like a bonus feature it just kind of adds a little bit more gives you a little bit better context uh but they only do it that one time because then buffy went to upn which doesn't exist now and uh they they couldn't do it for uh that year so they only they only did it that time and then angel shows up in the finale of buffy and the, nothing happens so so that's that's, that's how aaron that's how i felt when they when they did that uh, David Tennant Doctor Who crossover with uh, <laughs> uh, with um, what was it with uh, uh, starting Torchwood and uh, Sarah Jane yeah. Chronicles, I had seen some of Torchwood. I had, I know who Sarah Jane was, and I know she was in a couple of other episodes, and obviously she was a um, a companion a long time ago. But I didn't know anything about Sarah Jane Chronicles, and I didn't see any of the episodes. So when they infused that in there, I had no idea. I knew who Sarah Jane was, but I didn't know who any of the other people involved with her were whatsoever uh and that that kind of took away from it a little bit because i felt like i had had to have, like watch something else to get everything that they were presenting to me but right uh, luckily but now, it was a small... now you've gone back and you've what you know you've seen the eccleson years you know, or a year now you know where you right. know john barrel and everything come in so you know now you, now you appreciate the time yeah it it had just been like well what the hell did i miss yes no no i'm all good yep. um hey the top of the box office uh the top five as it were home front was number five that uh, Statham and Franco movie that we were talking about last week? That's where it debuted uh, at number five with six point nine million dollars. You mean Cinema Geekly, the movie's very own James Franco? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to your movie theater twenty eighteen. Uh, oh Christ! I hope so. The Best Man Holiday was number four uh, with eight point two million. Thor: The Dark World is still holding on, man. Number three, and for as long as it's been there. It's still pulling in good money. At number three, it did eleven point one million. 
uh, last weekend. That's that's pretty yes. darn good for a movie that's been in there as long as it's been. Uh, Frozen uh, was number two, 67.4 million, and Hunger Games Catching Fire held on for the second straight week, still pulling in a ridiculous number, 74.2 million in its second week. That's redonkulous. Uh, that movie's doing well, making hmm. making some change, as it were. Uh, and it doesn't look like there's a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of competition. It looks like coming out this weekend, the last days on Mars is, uh, coming out with, uh, Liev Schreiber. And, uh, did you guys hear about this at all? Wait, that's coming out. Yeah. yeah. Huh. This, uh, that's out. Uh, let me see here today <laughs> as we report this. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I, I've heard tell that it's been available online for some time. It has, yeah. Okay. If you were, uh, if you uh, sail under the the Jolly Roger, indeed, it has been on the interwebs for a little while, um, and it's not getting reviewed particularly well either, mm. which which sucks because I'm a I'm a big sci-fi fan, and anything that has anything to do with stuff like this, I'm normally drawn to it, and I still may give it a watch. Um, but they said, uh, they said it's, uh, they said it doesn't work as thought provoking sci-fi and it doesn't even work as, they said it's not even trashy enough to provide B movie thrills. Wow. That's pretty rough. That's a bad Jesus. Yeah. That's, it can't even conjure up the B movie stuff. I don't know. Well, now I really got to see it just to see how awful it is. Right. Uh, inside Lewin Davis, that's the Coen brothers flick. With uh, Oscar Isaac, Carrie Mulligan, who I enjoy thoroughly, she's pretty good. Uh, that is getting the rave reviews, as it were. Ninety-four. Yeah. One National Board Review uh, Movie of the Year. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's is that a is that a wide release, Glenn, or is that going to be limited? I think it's limited. I don't think it's wide until a little. I think it's like January seventh or something stupid like that. It's wide. Uh, regardless, I'll probably I was going to make a trip to Dallas this weekend to see Dallas Buyers Club, but we got hit by a snowstorm. So that is uh, postponed as well. The rare Texas snowstorm, as it were. Yeah. The rare, yeah. Te- the rare Texas two inches of snow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, um, but yeah, that and that also, by the way, I, I, I get the comment every once in a while because it does seem like we usually only talk about comic book movies and apparently Doctor Who. But no, we, we do have a lot of other stuff. When Mad Men's out, we talk about Mad Men. Um, Glenn has written a whole bunch of non uh, geek genre film reviews. Uh, so and the new and, guy too with keeping the faith. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, we don't care about him. Okay. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn has some perceived slights now that he's the middle child of the cinema geek family. <laughs> he's not the, he's not the, he's not the new, he's not the new guy anymore. And no he's, one is paying he's attention. He's not the baby to. we all coddle. He's the one we just piss on and take his mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he does have that sweater vest, Glenn, and uh, I think it's fancy. It's pretty nice. No, no, it's nice. It's better than anything I own. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, I know. Uh, like he looks too good in that picture. It's not fair. <laughs> I mean, for mine to look awesome, I had to spice it up with explosions and pterodactyls and a flux capacitor T-shirt that has the word "hot" written over it. <laughs> so, yeah, we all kind of look like schlubs by comparison. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we need to do some updated staff photos up there, man. Those are. We're trying to we're trying to class up the joint a little bit, and uh, Dan Dan wrote an awesome review, and uh, he's gonna hopefully he's gonna be he's not gonna just do uh, the retro reviews and stuff. I think he's gonna 
uh, pop up uh, every once in a while with some some current stuff as well. So totally a welcome addition to the podcast and uh, the website as well. I think he may uh, – I know he expressed interest at some point uh, of maybe doing that as well. So I don't know, but for sure – Jumping on the podcast? Well, then Glenn's really going to hate him if he does that. Oh, he's going to totally steal Glenn's, <laughs> Glenn's spot. Glenn's I'm just no gonna... longer the third wheel. I'm just out of the car. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you're the you're the you're the fourth wheel. You're, you're the, the wheel without. Wheel. <laughs> yeah, the car doesn't the car doesn't drive with three wheels, Glenn. Uh, unless uh, we're a tricycle. I, I thought it was more of like a motorcycle with like the caboose or whatever on the side. Of course, like a little sidecar. Yeah, That's what I always kind of viewed it as, and that was Glenn, a sidecar. And you're always like going to detach car. it and then like add another sidecar to it. No, or but, turn but it into like be, a tricycle. You could be like the like the radio flyer wagon. He drags behind the sidecar. This is making for tremendous <laughs> visuals for everyone. <laughs> Um, the other big uh, movie releases out of the furnace. I've been seeing tons of. Uh, God, do I want to see that movie? Holy Christian, crap! Christian yeah. Bale and, and Casey Affleck, and it's uh, mixed reviews so far. But I believe that. Oh no, never mind. I guess it's. I was going to say I, not all of the reviews are in yet, but no, all of the reviews appear to be in yet, and it is thoroughly mixed. Uh, they're torn. So a lot of people like it. A lot of people don't like it. Um, but yeah, it's a tremendous cast and. Uh, they uh, basically the the synopsis says while it may not make the most of its incredible cast out of the furnace is still so packed with talent it's hard to turn away and uh, yeah I agree it's ridiculously loaded and I, and I know we mentioned Christian Bale and Casey Affleck but also in this is uh, Sam Shepard Zoe Saldana Woody Harrelson Saldana. Forrest Whitaker Willem Dafoe everybody oh shit uh, oh goddamn Dafoe. I love that guy. I did not. I didn't. I know he was in the movie. Now, yeah, I definitely got to go see this. And he's not a bad guy. That's what's crazy about it. And of course, uh, the actor with perhaps the greatest actor name of all time, Bingo O'Malley. That's a real name, everybody. That's a real actor in the movie. Bingo O'Malley. That's a pretty good name, man. Um, he was in Super Eight, apparently, and uh, Love and Other Drugs. Um. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Bingo else. O'Malley. Bingo O'Malley. I'm guessing he's a character actor, but uh, I feel like what, Australian what a, and Irish. Like, what, a, uh, what a tremendous name. Uh, he was in Dominic and Eugene in 1988. He's got 100% on Rotten Tomato. So there you go. Um, it looks like he's about a thousand years old, man. <laughs> and his maybe name maybe he's what the game Bingo is named after. Perhaps. <laughs> that song about the dog is really about him, and they just yep. needed to replace it with a cute animal instead of a man. Um, well, that's the podcast for this week. <laughs> we, uh, we almost made it all the way through the podcast without mentioning zombie sex chat, but now that's failed since I just mentioned it. Oh, and Glenn did earlier too. He got one. Oh, in. that's right. Of course. Already forgetting about me. <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, I had a radio flyer behind the sidecar. That's right. <laughs> God, that's such an amazing visual. Thank you. Uh, hey guys, I'm drafting. <laughs> we Somebody with some Photoshop skills out there takes take take images from our Facebook page and make that happen somehow. Oh please, could that happen? <laughs> um, hey, the destination for everything we talked about on the podcast today, the central hub is the dot com, cinemageekly dot com. So you can read all the uh, the reviews, the news, check out all the trailers we were talking about, all the blogs. Uh, and of course, there's some things we talked about uh, on the podcast today that aren't on the website, but you can find all those through the the social media outlets: Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus, and Tumblr, all at Cinema Geekly. 
Uh, and of course, for your podcast needs, not just from the website, you can also get us on iTunes. Just search for Cinema Geekly. And of course, as Aaron will attest, you must rate and review this podcast. For the love of fuck, please it's, do it's, it. It's hard to tell what, what could happen if you don't. And uh, if you're not an Apple user, you're an Android user on your uh, smartphone or your tablet, the TuneIn Radio app is where you can find the Cinema Geekly podcast. Just search for us on there as well, and you can grab all of our recent episodes and listen to them uh, through the TuneIn Radio app. Oh, I think we covered and everything. soon on the YouTube channel for a uh, for an oh. angel-inspired uh, Glenn rant. <laughs> of course. <laughs> And's gonna, he, Glenn's gonna, he's gonna give us some flow charts and uh, <laughs> some bubble maps or something. And he's gonna uh, spike his bangs look like David Boreanaz from that show. Put on a leather and he's good to go. He will oh. can he one <laughs> hey YouTube. It's a lot easier than bleaching my hair. Okay. So. <laughs> I don't know how people could not love this podcast, especially after this episode, you guys. Right. So. Uh, if this if this doesn't pique your interest and have you tune in every single week to the podcast, I don't really know what else we could do. Uh, maybe we could sing show tunes or something like that, but I don't see that happen anytime anytime soon. We could actually do like a blog talk radio, but as zombie sex chat and take mm. callers. Absolutely. Hard block. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my favorite appendage to each is more of like the right index finger versus the left index finger on the left hand. Oh, I'd yeah, like I to mean, think absolutely. it would just be like the, the pure Romero brain dead zombies trying to dial a phone. Like one's just holding the button down the whole call. No, no. You can't figure out how to take the phone away from, from its face or something. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I kind of like Glenn's idea of the intelligent zombie talk where it's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I would prefer the right index finger because, as we know, more people are right handed than left handed. And right. the right hand is going to have far more meat on it. Well, would it be like a Gremlins 2 thing where there's just one super smart? zombie and then all the rest are regular zombies yes and uh we maybe we should hire a british actor because of course intelligent talking zombies should have british accents sean connery that guy could of play you know, a scottish scottish yeah, english right index fingers <laughs> and impressions everybody i don't know what else we can provide for you on this podcast uh, we were given it all: news, reviews, opinion, Sean Connery impressions, and zombie sex chat. Don't uh, forget the uh, the bonus scene after the uh, the commercials, folks. Of course, yeah, just like a Marvel movie. Now you have to stay tuned post credits, uh, post advertisements in this case, and we're gonna throw in some snippets from when we were just randomly chatting uh, about whatever it was that was coming across in uh, in our feeble <laughs> brains before we started this podcast. It's pure gold. That's what it was. <laughs> so we'll be back. Next week, uh, for Glen Bovane, Aaron DeLos, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back on the Cinema Geekly Podcast next week. This episode of the Cinema Geekly Podcast is brought to you by HostGator.com. If you're interested in looking for your own personal website, business website, starting your own blog, HostGator is the place to go. With web hosting plans starting as low as $7.16 a month, HostGator offers tons of disk space and bandwidth, 24-7 support, all based in the United States, instant backups of your website, 99.9% uptime guarantee, easy to use, easy to set up. Get a domain name with HostGator.com and start your website today. And use the coupon code CINEMAGEEKLY for 25% off of your first order. Uh, Glenn, what did you did you see the Robinson Cano signing? 
for 10 oh, years dude. and a gazillion dollars. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like, are they ever just going to learn that, hey, when you hit 30, let's not give the guy a $10 million contract. For or 10, 10 years, anyway. Yeah. Right, right. Three words, so, Prince fucking Fielder. Hey. I mean, ugh. A-Rod, look Texas. at Albert Krulholz, his body's falling right. apart. Like, uh, Josh Texas Hamilton. Is, uh, the ra- Well, right now, dude, you're the... You're, uh, one of your home teams, the Rangers, I'm sure, are drooling right now at the prospect of picking up the last eight years of Robinson Cano's contract with the Mariners. Seriously, right? <laughs> Trade them off. They, they are not my home team. Well, I mean, they're from the state that you are from currently. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's that, so this, stupid with the Rangers yeah. here. Like, they always they were bragging about. Like, I remember when everyone's like, "Oh my God, the Dodgers are going bankrupt." Blah, blah blah. Real fans, and I'm like, y'all didn't realize that two years ago. The uh, Rangers went bankrupt and had to get picked up by the MLB to manage until Nolan Ryan came through with some money. Right. Like, where were y'all then? Like, no, all of a sudden, Texas got a Fox contract and splooged all their money in the players. Like, don't don't give me the shit that y'all were there. Right. Y'all weren't there you know, for, like, 20 years. Nolan Ryan left, and y'all were like, well, fuck it. We got nothing to watch. And then Nolan Ryan comes back and like, oh, okay, yeah, no one knows what he's doing. The Glen Bovee Sports Rant. You, uh, uh, of a geekly podcast. you know who I think would be the one exception to the role if they got a monstrous contract uh, like that they would continue to thrive would be our good friend Joey Bats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Send him a exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to come up with a name for the, the fan group that we are going to uh, to eventually amass, I believe, at some point. Because we're, we're getting regular questions submitted to us. Uh, uh, All right, like uh, when uh, Edge had the Edge heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a we we need some sort of thing. Our our, our Hulkamaniacs. I don't know what we're gonna we're gonna do exactly, but uh, we can call hmm. them like geeklings, like uh, the like geeklings, younglings, like younglings from uh, <sighs> Star Wars. I just hope Hayden Christensen doesn't kill them all. We're gonna get we're gonna well right now he's gonna because... kill them all with his smoldering looks and his wooden face. Right. The guy has the guy's one expression. His entire acting range is constipated. Well, right now what we're gonna do because uh, the market is so so shallow for him right now. I think we could actually afford to get Hayden Christensen himself to come on here and actually record some geekling lines. Maybe right. maybe maybe he could put in a, a call to Ewan McGregor and we can get him to to. To redo his uh, iconic lines from Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, where he talks about not even I hate geekling, you, not right. even the geeklings survived. <laughs> I think uh, I think it'd be better if we we cast someone better, but who was reachable. Like, what about uh, if we can get William Zabka, the you know <laughs> Johnny from the the Karate Kid, to redo yes. all of Hayden Christensen's lines? <laughs> I think that would be a way to really mash up the genre. You know, I think that'd be a good way to oh, go. That'd be tremendous. Glenn, are you on board for this? Let's do it. Yeah, why not? I'm gonna DM William Zabka as we speak, man. Is that in <laughs> our uh, going? <laughs> is that in our budget? Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. All we gotta do is sell like a handful of T-shirts. I'm pretty sure we can get Zabka <laughs> if we have to. Oh, I just thought we'd give him some lunch meat, but <laughs> we 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 could give him a couple of those iPad two covers. They're like eighty bucks each. So that might take care of it. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, who are we kidding? There's no way he has an iPad One. Let alone he probably has. He probably has like a like a T Mac or whatever those seventy nine dollar tablets, right. or like a Vizio tablet. Yeah, there you go. He's gonna go to Dustin Diamond's house and like Cobra Kai's ass <laughs> and just like rob him of all his electronics. Um, all right, let's get let's get rolling. <laughs> we nailed about four or five minutes of extra juiciness there, and I'll, I'll cut it down to like a, a minute and a half or a couple minutes or whatever, but. <clears throat> oh no, you leave it raw. You give those people the tip. 
All right, are you guys uh, you guys ready to go? Yeah, yep. I'm ready. All right. 